This is the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Brian Andrew. I'm here with the 12-time winner of the Turducken. Stephen Galindo, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. This past weekend was great. Um, you're probably wondering, why was it great? And I'm going to tell you why it's great. It was great because we all have that one person in our home league, you know, that you just, no matter what, whatever move they make, it could be the smartest move they make. Like, it could be the smartest move you've ever seen. It could be a slick trade. You just hate it. You hate to see them succeed. They're your rival. They're your nemesis. And I beat that nemesis this weekend. And he knows who he is, and it's always fun to go against him. I think overall, all time, he's beating me. But it's just nice to put that that W, you know, in the in the win column against your your rival. You know, your one rival. It's like college football. You know, it's USC UCLA or <laughs> USC Notre Dame. It's 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 something where you just can't stand when you see them win, and you yeah. love to see them lose. So I'm doing fantastic because I won that matchup. So. You know what? For the first time this season, I got a clean sweep in all my fantasy football leagues. Dang. Uh, I, yeah, I won every single match. I'm in technically right now, I think, five leagues. A couple of them dynasty. The other one's redraft. One of them was like a last-minute thing that so far I'm doing okay in. Uh, and one of the leagues, I am in last place. And I play the other team that's also in last place. And he would probably be my rival in that league. And I don't care if we're both in last place or whatever. Like I was, I was going for it. I was like, this is one, this is a game I want, you know? And now I have a chance to not be in last place. And hopefully like that's the case, but we'll see. (laughs) Like that's my goal right now is just not to be in last. Uh, But yeah, you know, I got some confidence moving forward a little bit, but at the same time, trade deadlines are po- are coming up. Some trade deadlines have passed, and now we got another week of fantasy football. And this is another awkward week. There's a game on Thursday. There's a game on Friday. There's games on Sunday, Monday. Is this, we're now getting into that part of the football season where you have to be checking your lineups and making sure certain players play on certain days because now football is going to happen like three or four times a week. Yeah, yeah, we're we're at that time of the year. Um, it's it's that that uh, turkey in the air, that pumpkin <laughs> pie. Um, Thursday football, Thanksgiving football. We got three games going on. I think you got the Lions and the Packers. If I'm not mistaken, you have the Seahawks and the Forty ers and then you have, I almost said the uh, Washington Reds, but. Um, the Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys um, all playing on Thursday. So it's a short week. So you're probably going to see some players not practicing just to rest up, um, you know, on a, on a quick turnaround. Usually those games are really good. Thanksgiving Day games are pretty good. Here's the one thing, though, I don't like about Thanksgiving. I have to throw this out there. Right. Is that if you have one or two players playing on Thanksgiving or half your team playing on Thanksgiving and your opponent only has like one or, or nobody, it just sucks to sit there and have to wait another couple of days to mm-hmm. see like how things are going to play out because you already know kind of where you're at and how you're going to end. And you're just like, it's just very, uh, it's anxiety ridden. But this year we have a game on Black Friday. Right. And so, and that's, I think, uh, going to be a decent game because you got the high powered scoring Miami offense 
who has trouble against top defenses. And then you got the Jets defense, number one defense, number two defense. I'm not sure what they're at right now, but basically the Jets defense is what keeps them in games. And then you got like that mediocre offense where we're going to see, is it Tim Boyle or somebody like that? Yeah, What's his name? It is right, Boyle. Boyle. I, don't yeah, know if Boyle. It's, I don't know if it's Tom or Tim, but it's Boyle. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's how much we care about him. Um, you're going to see Boyle, you know, get the start for the Jets and, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, we talked about this in an earlier episode in the season. Like you could have made a trade for a quarterback. You could have got Josh Dobbs. You could have got Jacoby Brissett. Like you could have got Mike White back. Like there's so many other quarterbacks that are like more proven and could have helped your offense tremendously. And, and you settle for, for this guy. Like you're really asking, like you're just, you're hoping you're praying you're doing a seance that, all the stars align, everything is perfect, and your defense scores touchdowns for you. Like that's what well, I feel the, like they're doing. The the whole thing with the Jets, like even going back to it, like Carson Wentz was available like a week and a half ago. Like, is he good anymore? Probably not, but at least he's better than Zach Wilson, and you're at least showing the fan base that you're trying. Like you're trying to get to maybe that potential Aaron Rodgers return. Who said? Who says if it even happens? I have a feeling tinfoil hat Aaron Rodgers saying, "Yeah, I'll come back for the playoffs," but he knows the Jets won't make it, so <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, I, in my opinion, they I this team absolutely fumbled the ball, like they fumbled the whole season by not trying to do something. Like you knew how good Zach Wilson was, like in week three. Like you, we're now in what? We're going to go into week twelve, and now you're making a, a, a change. Like, what, what's this team doing? You know what the definition of insanity is? Absolutely. And, and that's what Robert Sala is displaying this whole season. You could have gone after Aaron Rodgers goes down in week one. You could have started making, you know, plans and. Uh, strategizing on how you were going to fill that position. Like I'm sure that locker room is like lost yeah. as far as like, Oh yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're as good as we knew we were when we were on hard knocks, you know, like I had so much hype for the jets after hard knocks and going into the season. Like I even traded for Aaron Rodgers in a dynasty league and God, yeah, it just yeah, it hurts to see them waste a year like that, waste talent like that. It's it's sad, but I mean, what are you going to do at this point, right? Like they're fighting for like a a seventh place playoff spot, possibly, maybe, very unlikely. Like it, it, it's just one of those. And the thing is, like, if I take a step back, I I get what maybe they were trying to do. I do think the team respects Sala because, like, you know, I think he's just defensive-minded coach, defensive-minded team. I think they're fine. I think, but there's a lot of managerial decisions that need to be, you know, looked under a microscope, right? And I guess what they were trying to do is, like, do you have Aaron Rodgers, who you plan and to, who you plan to be your quarterback all season, and then you have the Zach Wilson guy who's been with your team for a while, you did invest a first-round draft pick in him. And at the very least, he would probably have to step in in a quarter or a game or something. You know, like if Aaron Rodgers has to go into the blue tent for a quarter or something. You know what I mean? Like that's what Zach Wilson's there for, and they probably had enough faith in Zach Wilson to give him to it. 
but I don't think anyone had any faith that they needed Zach Wilson to get him through the entire season. And I think that's where the entire organization, including Sala and whoever is in the front office, is absolutely dropping the ball there. He was the number number two overall pick, right? Out of BYU. Out of BYU, I, yeah. I, I went to, because USC played at BYU. I drove to that game in Utah. Um, the BYU stadium, it's beautiful. Mountains in the background, all that. And I watched Zach Wilson tear apart USC's defense. And that was in the Clay Helen era. And, it, well, if you're a USC fan, you know not much has changed in terms of defense. But... but uh, even then, I was like, "Oh, Zach Wilson could be an NFL quarterback," and he technically is. He's under contract, but not for much longer, I don't think. Yeah. Well, before we go on a tangent and start ripping apart the Jets and Zach Wilson, let's move forward to some fantasy news here. Some good news: uh, Kyron Williams, running back of the Los Angeles Rams, is um, returning from IR, so it looks like he's a full go. The Rams waived. <laughs> Terrell Henderson. Uh, the whole the whole <laughs> thing this morning because me and me and Steven were talking about fantasy football trades and one of them involved Daryl Henderson. And in the back of my head, I was like, I need to know more about this Cameron Williams thing before I. And I, I thought we weren't going to get the news this early in the week. Like they don't play till Sunday. I thought we were going to have to wait till like Friday for like Kyron to get the full, you know, the full go. But not only did they say Kyron got the full go, but they were just like, yeah, Henderson, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> like, like, you know. But but supposedly. They uh, waived another cornerback, and they might bring him back. So if he clears waivers, so he might still be on the roster. We'll have to wait. I don't know what the time period is to clear waivers, but we'll see by the end of the week if he makes it back to the roster. Um, good thing we didn't you didn't trade for him, right? Yeah. I was in the middle of ordering my subway sandwich when I got the alert, and I looked <laughs> down at my phone and I said, "Damn." <laughs> damn i gotta renegotiate so um that's you know that's that with the rams and i think you know speaking of the rams um and we'll kind of get into this a little more later uh they might be missing cooper cup who mm-hmm. you know injured his ankle a low a lower ankle sprain if i'm not mistaken um it kind of hindered his performance and um i can't remember if the like 60 yard bomb to him that could have been a touchdown was after the injury I know he tried to go back in and play, and he, yeah. you know. He I don't remember, to be honest with you. I don't remember. He didn't look the same, and so there's a possibility he doesn't play this week. Um, and if that's the case, then, you know, fire up Williams, fire up uh, Puka, and, and give me some 2-2 Atwell as well. So I was that guy in the yellow suit behind the tree when Cooper Cup went down, and I have that Puka stock. I was like, all right, you know. Because like ever since <laughs> Cooper Cup came back, see like if you're if you're watching, I know you have Puka stock, right? If you're mm-hmm. watching the season, it was Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup comes back, and then you know Puka kind of you know like his his uh, points per week kind of like you know decreases a little bit, but not significant, but decreases a little bit. And then Matthew Stafford got hurt, and the entire Rams offense didn't even show up for a week. Might as well not even play the games; just forfeit the games. Like once Matthew, St- I didn't realize how important Matthew Stafford was to this offense. <laughs> like, and now that Matthew Stafford's back, we have Puka and Cooper might miss some games. I think Puka's stock rises significantly. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, if 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 uh, Cooper Cup misses, then I'm I'm firing up uh, Puka. 
I'm probably firing up Puka anyways. They're going up that's, against Arizona, so that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, even even if Cooper goes in the game and steps on Puka's uh, foot, I'm still playing Puka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, continuing with some fantasy news here, um, Devon Achan from the Miami Dolphins, running back who missed the last four games on IR, who had an amazing like three game run of like. 200 Mm -hmm. yards rushing, like three, four touchdowns. I think he hit 50 fantasy points in like week four or week three, whenever Miami scored that 70 stack on, uh, on Denver. Um, he went in there. I think he ran the ball for one yard. He caught a pass for like four yards. And then on the next play, um, or that play, he injured his uh, knee again or re aggravated the knee injury. Mm -hmm. I believe it's an MCL sprain or, or something to that effect. And, um, He's questionable for this week. Obviously, they play on Friday, so it's a quick turnaround. So they are playing the uh, New York Jets, mm-hmm. but I don't see them trying to rush HN back, um, especially when they're not right now currently like dying to mm-hmm. you know to make the playoffs. I think they they have it pretty secured. Um, I don't know what that division's looking like. The AFC. East. Another thing, it's technically a short week. Like yeah, it's, they're in first place right now. They're one yeah. game ahead of the. Or I'm sorry, they're two games ahead of the. Uh, um, two games ahead of the uh, Bills. So I mean, you know, they're not they're not dying, you know, to to bring them back. I think I think they can handle the Jets without him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's a good player, a really good player. I had my doubts about him. After, you know, yeah, like one good game and then okay, two. But he was only getting like 10 touches, I think, or like less than 10 touches. So, I mean, if he comes back and he can, you know, continue that hot streak, then, you know, obviously he could be a fantasy a fantasy championship winner. If he's 100% and he's ready to go, I think he's going to be the X factor for most teams. That's just the thing. Like, is he, is he 100%? Is he going out there on 90? Because if he's going out there on 90, then... The chances of him uh, getting hurt again increase. So I don't know if that's something that fantasy managers have to evaluate. Yeah, and the Dolphins. So they actually have a pretty tough schedule in the fantasy playoffs here. Um, they play New York again, New York Jets. Mm-hmm. They play Dallas and they play Baltimore. Those are their three games yep. in the fantasy playoffs. So. I don't know. That's that's pretty tough to say. I'm hoping that he does good. Right. Um, you know, if he's your your one and only running back. Um, moving along, Justin Jefferson is continuing his rehab on his hamstring. I think the 21 day practice window opened up last week, so he's been practicing with the team. Mm-hmm. But he came out today on Twitter, today as in uh, November 21st. Um, he came out today with a te- uh, say a text, a tweet, or I don't know. Do they still call it tweets? Because it's not Twitter. I think it's easier um, just to say tweet. Yeah, yeah right. Um, like, Zeet or what? No. Um, <laughs> he came out basically saying like uh, his health is more important than people's fantasy championships, and you know I took that personal. Yeah, I have some Justin Jefferson stock, and I was like, um, that's great, man, but. Uh get on the field (laughs) (laughs) i didn't i didn't look at it like that but um obviously like yeah i'm I'm rooting for him to get to 100 percent. obviously we want him to be at 100 percent before he gets back on the field but 
I just feel like players and coaches just randomly call out like fantasy football. Like nobody calls you and says, Hey, you got to go play. I need Mm -hmm. you for my fantasy team. I'm sure there are some schmucks out there who like DM these athletes and coaches and, and say shit, but like, like, come on, man. Like you got to take that with a grain of salt. Like if you're a professional athlete, um, you can't, you know, like, Oh no, like take it personal. Like these are probably, you know, just, random schmucks out there <laughs> telling you that you got to go, you know, got to go back in the game. Yeah. You got a bunch of neckbeards trying to rush you back from your injury. <laughs> yeah. Neckbeards. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then one more bit of news. I think it's a pretty important one. Matt Canada got fired by the Pittsburgh Steelers. The uh, memes, the memes of this are great. You know, yeah. go on to Instagram or Twitter, uh, X and, uh, Check out Matt Canada memes. They're great. Uh, did you see the one where like uh, Matt Canada is like dabbing up somebody after a win? And then uh, Boswell's like, hey, that you didn't. Like, I don't know what he said exactly. I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, not because of you. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I think that happened last year, but uh, okay. just, the, just the fact that the kicker mm-hmm. would just say that to the offensive coordinator, like, I think his time was done a long time ago. I don't know why they kept him. So so the question for fantasy football I'm going to ask is, do you think Matt Canada was the issue, and then now we're going to see a, 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 a resurgence of this offense? Or do you think Pickett's the issue, and we're going to start seeing the exact same from uh, f- from this offense? I think it's a little of both. I think it's a little bit of the play calling. I think it's a little bit of Pickett. Um, I haven't seen, like, Pickett hasn't looked confident this year. Like, he, last he year, he, he, you know, I think the hype was there. Mitchell Trubisky gets hurt, then he gets benched, and then Pickett comes out, and I think Pickett just said, you know what, YOLO, I'm going to gunsling it. This year, I haven't seen that same confidence that mm-hmm. I felt like he had last year. Right now, Pittsburgh is averaging 16 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not good for fantasy, obviously. Right. I think, you know, with the running backs coach taking over as the interim offensive coordinator, I know the wide receivers coach, I believe is calling the plays, but I think they'll, they'll scheme a little more run and, and they'll push the ball a little more downfield with, with some deep balls. Um, they have the talent at both positions. I mean, I feel like they're talented all over other than the quarterback, you know, like, have you seen the meme where it said like, "Oh yeah, it's Matt Canada's fault," and then it's like Kenny Pickett like throwing the ball to like where nobody's at? <laughs> yeah. So, so I think you know they got to they got to figure that out. But I I do feel like, and you you could uh, hold my feet to the fire on this some other day. Uh, you know, keep your receipts. I do feel like Kenny Pickett has the raw talent to be an okay NFL quarterback. It's just I don't know if that's going like there's there's a plenty of quarterbacks who have raw talent and they just can't put it together, you know, and like you said, his confidence is a little shaken and that might factor in the fact that he's rushing passes, he's overthrowing people and stuff like that. Maybe uh a simplified version of this offense and maybe an actual game plan offensively. I'm 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 pretty sure McCann had a game plan, but a game plan that's like, hey, we're gonna try to get uh, Pickens this many touches. We're going to try to get Johnson this many touches. We're going to try to get Firemuth this many touches. And we're going to try to, you know, we're going to have a balance of, you know, 
maybe we're going to split it where it's 60 40 rushing stuff like that you know what i mean like i think like actually having a game plan of trying to get the ball into your most talented athletes that might be the plan i think kenny pickett could possibly do that the o-line does need to protect him a little better this year too so it's it's just one of those things where like sometimes when you fire a coach it, it uh, you know some new life gets uh like you know a new life of spirits get around the locker room i guess and uh we'll see we'll see if it translates you know they play cincinnati i think this week and mm-hmm. cincinnati has their own issues and so you might actually see the steelers have a longer and a longer time of possession throughout the game which will allow them more opportunities to figure this out so we'll see yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I think they're going to get that. They have no excuses now. They can't sit there and uh, mm-hmm. and say, like, oh, like, it was Matt Canada's fault. Like, now they got to show up, you know? Nut up or and, shut up. Like, and, and, like, it's it's Pickett now. Like, it's like, if it's if, if Pickett can't work, make it work without Canada, then it's, it's on Pickett now. You know, you, you, move, you move down the list of whose fault it is, right? Uh, exactly. You ready to boom and bust? I'm ready to boom and bust, baby. Um, let me let me let me get the let me get the booming going here. Okay, because I was kind of excited about this, and not a lot of people. You might find me crazy for this take, and um, we talked about this. I think at one of our um preseason shows, Brian hates and despises running backs who play the game past twenty eight years old, <laughs> and. And I, I'm all for it because I haven't seen any regression. And honestly, I haven't seen regression this year, but more so a lack of opportunities because um, because I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. It's like if something's working, use it till it doesn't work. And uh, my boom this week is Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans running back. I think he is going to have a bounce back game. He's been kind of mediocre the last two games. Um, his, uh, yards per game have dropped significantly in the last two games. Um, he's played some, you know, some decent defenses, but the Derrick Henry that we're all used to is matchup proof. Um, they're playing Carolina who is the worst defense against the run. So give me a little bit of Derrick Henry here. I think he's going to go for over a hundred yards and score a touchdown. It's my job as a human being on this planet to go to each training camp where there's a 28-year-old running back or older and say, hey, pack it up, Grandpa. The league's moving past you, buddy. It's my job to do that. And I'm going to ask you a question right now. If Derrick Henry does not have a Derrick Henry-esque game, which, you know, let's just say it's at 15 points. If he does not get you – I'll even lower that. If he does not get you 13 points this week against Carolina – are you ready to move off the Henry bandwagon? I don't know. I don't know if I could. Even if he didn't get the the thirteen points, uh, I don't know if I can. I can uh, jump off the bandwagon. I'm, you I'm a swear, big... Derrick Henry saved your kids out of a burning building. Like <laughs> it might be over for the Derrick Henry show. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's going to prove prove this week why he's the king, and um, he's going to prove down the stretch here. That you know he is still Derrick Henry the King. Mm-hmm. Look at it. they play Carolina, they play Indian Indianapolis, 
who is also not good against the run. They play Miami, who is okay on defense, better against the pass than they are against the run. And then here you go. When you hit the fantasy playoffs, he plays Houston. He plays Seattle, and then he plays Houston again. And we all know Derrick Henry owns Houston. You can say, well, this is a different Houston team. Well, you know what? I won't believe it until I see it. I I think that's a great uh, remaining schedule. And I would be buying, I'd buy the dip right now on Derrick Henry, personally. I'm not I'm not giving up the barn and, and plus more to get Derrick Henry. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, with the dip in production the last couple of weeks and all these other, you know, fantasy analysts out there saying like Derrick Henry, they're worried and they're this or that. I think that you can snag Derrick Henry for a, a discount and, and you can pick up his best, you know, it's going to be his best um, part of the season fantasy wise. And um, you want to be on that train when he does blow up. I am. Not- you know what? Hey, you know what? Real quick. If he doesn't blow up, then heck, I'm super wrong. But you know what? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it the is whole, what it is. The, the whole point of these boom busts and out of stadium picks is for us to, you know, hitch hitch ourselves to a wagon that we want to have some faith in. We're, if we wanted to be safe, we would be safe, right? But we're not trying to be safe. So I respect it. And for the sake of podcast content and me being an a-hole, uh, this is a, a different Houston team. I picked them to be juggernauts at the beginning of the season, and they've proven to be so. <laughs> and, yeah, they have. And this is also a different Derrick Henry. He's all he's one foot out of he's one foot into retirement right now, buddy. Like I'm just, I'm just letting you know that right now. One foot is trying to move forward; the other one's retiring. That's where Derrick Henry is. Uh, if you if you want to know though, uh, a little a little a little secret, a little sneaky sneak, uh, I've offered uh, a trade for Derrick Henry. <laughs> I think we all have. I'm pulling up uh, the Houston Texans defense right now. I want to see their stats because yes, Houston uh, is looking good, but they're also giving up a lot of points. They're in shootout games. That's 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 true, but I wouldn't I wouldn't count on Tennessee to. I'm not saying Tennessee is going to go in there and throw yeah. up like thirty something points, but right. um, let's see here. Overall, Houston's uh, defense gives up about twenty points a game on average. They give up three hundred and thirty-seven yards a game. All right, where does that rank them? Ranks him 19th in the league. Jugger, not. Points, yards. I don't even think I pronounced that right. Rushing, uh, opponent rushing uh, yards a a game. 96. So that's that's actually pretty good. They're 8th. They give up 3.7 yards per rush. So... Will Anderson's going to be walking down the sideline looking at the Tennessee sideline and basically being like, hey, pack it up, Grandpa. Hey, you know what? When we when we do the episode for that week, we'll we'll put some wager on it. Cause All right, we'll do it. I'm, I'm really in the Derrick Henry bandwagon right now. Is it a back-to-back? Like, is it Houston and Houston? Or is, it no, the, is there a game in between there? Houston, Seattle, Houston. So uh, you got Houston in the first round. Seattle in the second round, and then you'd have Houston again in the championship if you make it. All right, so we should put a wager maybe on what would it be the yards Henry gets, and maybe the over and under of touchdowns when we get to that point. Yeah, if he doesn't retire by then, but then we could do the wager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, <laughs> my boom, 
And the reason why I don't feel like this is a safe boom, and that's why I'm going to put some faith into it, because Lamar Jackson has actually looked really good this year. He is turnover prone. But I'm picking Lamar Jackson for my boom, and I'm putting faith that when they get to the red zone, that they're just not going to give it to Gus Edwards the entire time. I feel like that's been the game script all year is that, you know, they're trying to probably protect Lamar Jackson. They're trying to give some of the running backs some rub. But I noticed in every game where Lamar Jackson has fewer fantasy points than what is expected, it's because they'll get to the one or two yard line. They hand it off to Gus Edwards. And then that's now four points. That's not going to Lamar Jackson. That's now not six points going to Lamar Jackson, right? So Lamar Jackson takes him down the field. He does his he does his thing, and then they're just handing it to Gus Edwards. They're playing the Chargers Sunday night, and I th- and the Chargers will not scare you. If anything, it will be a shootout, <laughs> you know. And in a shootout, you're passing in the fourth quarter. That only helps Lamar Jackson. And I'm I'm expecting Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold, and I'm gonna say Lamar Jackson is gonna walk away with 28 plus points. I think he's going to get in the end zone. I think he's going to pass it a couple times. I think he's going to rush for at least one or two of them. That is a pretty bold prediction. Yeah. Uh, I think Lamar Lamar Jackson's uh, single-handedly going to get Staley fired this year. (laughs) The Chargers, uh, Staley? (laughs) You think he's going to get Staley fired? I don't think Staley's staying after the season at all. Oh, he's not, but... Oh, you mean uh, like after this week? Yeah. Ooh. I don't think so, though. They're going to let him finish the season. Yeah, the Chargers don't fire coaches in the middle of the season. They're too soft. The Chargers are soft. They, they, but they, they're going to look back to that game like, hey, remember when Lamar Jackson got 28-plus points? They're going to be like, hey, that's... that's well, they're giving, up, they're giving up 20.2 points a game to quarterbacks, so... I, w- I won't be surprised, give or take, if Lamar Jackson can get a rushing touchdown. I think he could hit that 28. And speaking of the AFC North, I'm about to bust. <laughs> well, before you bust, let me, oh, let me okay. just throw this out there because we're, okay. we're, the, we're on the Lamar train. Okay, okay. Does uh, Zay Flowers get into the end zone against the Chargers? And if he doesn't, is it time to move on from Zay Flowers? Because he's, a, he's been he, he's, he's a he's a bench stash. Uh, I I'm gonna say he doesn't. He doesn't get in the end zone. Okay, I feel like everybody scores on the Chargers. Yeah, but someone else will probably score on the Chargers. All right, you're gonna have um, Nelson Aguilar again. I, score. I I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's just not. They should have more gadget plays or more plays for him in the red zone that like you know feed into his skill set. But it's just they they don't, and then once it's ten yards or in, it's it's either it's Gus Edwards or whoever you know. It's not it's it's Gus Edwards or Mark Andrews. It it's not they're just not looking for a receiver once they're like ten yards in. So yeah, and and before you you get to your bust here, um, I don't think we mentioned this at the beginning, but Mark Andrews went down in the first quarter of the Thursday night game. That's right. Um, I don't know specifically what his injury was. I know it's just a, an ankle or fibula there, there injury was a, there was a that report. he needs to have surgery. Yeah. yeah, there was a report today that said it wasn't as serious as, as, as they thought it was. Which is good, but mm-hmm. he's looking like he's still going to be out for the rest of the season. So, right. um, you know, grab your Isaiah Likely stock this week on waivers. Waivers will already have processed by the time you hear this, but... 
you know, for whatever reason, he's still there. Or <laughs> hopefully, he, you put in a bid. Yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, that, that this Ravens offense, I'm sure, is very uh, frustrating for a lot of people. <laughs> we thought it was going to be a little more um, high flying, dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it hasn't lived up to what the preseason hype was. I mean, they're still good. Yeah. But it just hasn't lived up to that hype that you were expecting. But tell me, tell me who you who you busting on this week? So it's staying in AFC North. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I think some people are going to be like, "Hey, maybe the Steelers' offense is going to get it together this week, and we're going to have a brand new offense past the Canada era." And I'm here to tell you, it's not happening. George Pickens is going to bust. He's right now predicted to get about eight or nine points. He probably will struggle to get there. I, I think I think the Steelers are going to come out basically looking like the same team. I, I'm i not going to start George Pickens. I'm hoping that this offense can figure it out because I do have some Pickens stock, but, and I am struggling to trade him. So I think I will hold on to him for the rest of the season. So if this offense can figure it out, then that helps me down the line. If not... Then George Pickens could enjoy a bench spot on my team, but uh, he's uh, he's uh, averaging about nine points projected in all leagues, and I don't think he's going to reach that. He's struggling to get to double digits. So, yeah, that's my bus. Who are you busting on? I'm busting on somebody who we didn't even think was going to be, uh, you know, top ten at their position. Um, somebody who's been gunslinging all over the place. Um somebody who has made a name for themselves and I think you were pretty high on him in the in the preseason but I think Sam Howell mm. of the Washington Commanders is going to bust this week the Dallas Cowboys are giving up less than than 13 fantasy points a game to quarterbacks I think um Dallas is just too good on defense to let Sam Howell sling the ball around and so I, I, I think he's going to struggle. He's going to have a few turnovers. Hopefully they're not sloppy. But I think Sam Howell is not going to reach expectation. I'd be surprised if he gets, you know, if he gets past that 13 points. Um, I think it's going to be a slow pace game. Mm-hmm. Well, I take that back. He's going to have to gunsling it because their defense isn't as good as you know. Uh, they're not good. Period. Yeah. And so I think the the Cowboys are going to be able to to have their way with them. And uh, I think if anything, um, that's, what's going to cause Sam Howell to, to not have a good day is he's just going to, he's going to have to gunsling it. He's going to have to be the hero. And I think he's going to make some bad decisions. Sam, Sam Howell probably has the least amount of faith of anybody in the top 10 quarterbacks right now. I feel like, like you have no faith in the guy. <laughs> like you, but at the same time, like week after week, he overperforms his expectations. And I do feel like sometimes the Cowboys play down to their expectations. You know what I mean? Like, so I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being like a 50 to zero game for Dallas. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Washington, it's also Thursday night. It's also Thursday. Is it Thursday night or Thursday day? It's, 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 it's a tricky game, <laughs> uh, regardless. It's a turkey game. Could be weird. There's going to be some... It's, one, it's a one thirty Pacific game. So, you know, I bet you both teams are going to be wearing interesting jerseys because they usually do on Thanksgiving. Uh, I, You know, 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Howell could find a way to, you know, sneak into 20 points in fantasy, but um, Dallas does look good defensively, and I, I don't have a lot of faith in this Washington offense. So, there's it, a, yeah. There's only two There's only two games where Sam Howell was held under double-digit fantasy points. Week three against Buffalo and week seven against the Giants. And, I mean, if the Giants can hold them to under 10 points – I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys can. I know he had their he had his way with Philly, but mm-hmm. Philly is not the defense that uh right that they were last year, you know. They're not uh as dominant as they were last year. So I think Dallas is the best defense in the league and you know, I won't be surprised if freaking I think it's Deron Bland if he has a pick six in this game. I want you to if you get a pick six in that game. I might. You just might see me run out there and <laughs> pick off Sam Hell. So for me, my bus is Sam Hell. Um, you know, start at your own risk, but if you mm-hmm. can stream another quarterback, I'd probably recommend streaming another quarterback. So you gave me your bust. Now you're miles out of the stadium. Tell me who your out of the stadium pick is. My out of the stadium pick is actually um, from a local team here. It's from the Los Angeles Rams. Tutu Atwell is my Mm out-of-the-stadium pick. I know he's not that far out of the stadium, but with the injury to Cooper Cup and the matchup against Arizona, you know, Tutu Atwell had a good, you know, first, like, four or five games when when Cooper Cup was out. I think, like, three or four, he scored, like, 15-plus fantasy points. So give me some Tutu Atwell. I think Tutu, Puka, Kyron Williams, they're all going to have a good fantasy day. And I think the Rams pick up the win. I respect that. Thank you for the Rams uh, pick there. So, you you know, so we're, we're, we're quite a few episodes into our, into our podcast. And, you know, when there's an opportunity to pick someone who no one's ever seen play decent football before, has an opportunity to start a game, I like to pick them. Just off the off chance that it might succeed, you know, because I feel like these out of seeing picks, you know, if you're wrong, you're wrong, right? Tim Boyle, huh? Uh, I don't have the, I don't have that much faith, my friend. <laughs> Jake Browning of the Cincinnati Bengals, I he scored ten points in that Ravens game. He this Cincinnati team still expects to win, and it still has some of the most talented players in this game playing on that offense. I would not be surprised if Jake Browning surprises some folks this weekend and they and he has himself a decent fantasy game. And I'm going to say I'm going to have some faith, you know, and plus they're playing the Steelers. Steelers don't scare anybody. The Steelers make uh, earlier. I was making the argument that the Steelers might have a lot of time in possession. Hell, maybe the Bengals will have a lot of time in possession <laughs> and maybe Jake Browning will give you about, I don't know. 18 points, 18 points for Jake Browning this week. You know, he finds Chase in the end zone. Maybe he uh, will find Irv Smith or something, you know, maybe a little check down to Joe Mixon goes for, you know, 50 yards or something. I don't know, but I'm I'm expecting Jake Browning to uh, surprise us this week. Hey, that, that is a pretty, pretty out of the stadium pick. That's a pretty hot take. I think the Bengals are done for the season, but <laughs> I have some Joe Mixon stock. I could use a Joe Mixon touchdown. I can use some Joe Mixon yardage. I have Jamar Chase in a dynasty league. 
he's kind of been worrying me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If if there's any team that they can do this against, definitely the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they haven't looked tremendously great against the pass. Um, they are good at rushing the ball or rushing the quarterback. So if he could put up 15-plus fantasy points against this Pittsburgh team, I would consider that a win for you. I know you said 18, but if he puts up 15, I'm going to say, you know what, your pick was good. I appreciate that. We'll We'll revisit it next week. Are there any last takes that you want to make before we head into the Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, all three Thanksgiving games will be decided by less than a touchdown or a touchdown or less. Okay. One score or less. Okay. Yeah. I was like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make it where it's seven. So yeah, I'm not going to say it or less. So seven, seven points or less. Yeah. And that includes the commanders Cowboys game. That's pretty that's pretty bold. I'm a bold guy. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a take here. Um okay. for this weekend. Or for this this uh, Thanksgiving game. I think that the Green Bay Packers beat the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Okay. That, that that's pretty bold because the Packers look like a shell of a football team. Yes, and I think Christian Watson finds the end zone on a long bomb. Before we head out, do you think Justin Jefferson plays football this year? He comes back? At all. Yeah, I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back too, but if the Vikings lose this Monday, do you think they're he, he's going to decide not to do it? He might need another week mm. to see you know, how he's feeling. Okay, because I, I was just – I don't expect him to play this week. But I was like, after, because the Vikings lost last week to the Broncos, right? So, mm-hmm. another loss this week. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, no, I'm okay. But I'm expecting him to come back. I'm hoping he comes back. I need him to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All Justin Jefferson fantasy owners need him to come back. Absolutely. All right, Brian, tell the people where they can find us on X. If you're on X... And you're looking through Elon's hell of a social media website. You can find us at OT Fantasy F Ball. Please chat with us, answer our polls, interact. We would love it. And if you're uh, looking through your podcast platforms, look for OT Fantasy Football. Like, subscribe, comment, leave a rating. Tell us how bad our takes are. Tell us how good our takes are. You know, we don't mind. We just want you to interact with us. We would appreciate it. And, yeah, and and thank you for coming with us on this journey through this fantasy football season. Yeah, and since we're on the topic uh, or the week of thanks, I want to give a big thanks to everybody who listens. We truly appreciate it. Hopefully you're entertained. Hopefully we give you some knowledge. Hopefully we give you a different point of view to see fantasy football. Because at the end of the day, it really is about luck. Obviously, you know, there is some stats to it and and data. But at the end of the day, the best player in the league could put up like five points. So, you know, have fun doing it. Set your lineups. Good luck this week. We're not fortune tellers. But we're fortunate enough to share with you our knowledge on fantasy football. You guys have a good week. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys next time.